This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 771, Don't Think Up, Think Down, by Hélène Massicotte of freetopursue.com. And I am Dan, I'm your host, and a very happy Monday to you. Welcome to a brand new week here at Optimal Finance Daily. And have you heard our other podcasts yet? Optimal Living Daily covers minimalism, personal development, and productivity. So if you like today's episode, you're definitely going to like that show too. To find it, just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show, and you can find that show along with all of our others. But for now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Don't Think Up, Think Down by Hélène Massicotte of freetopursue.com. When it comes to overcoming fear and uncertainty, it helps to think down, not up. Let me explain. I've had some animated discussions with some folks lately about what it means to have enough when it comes to financial independence. The answers vary wildly, but there's a common theme for some of us. The number can insidiously creep ever upward. Note, I'm definitely struggling with this issue. I keep taking steps to free myself of the need for more savings, and though my level of comfort with the idea is growing, Let's just say I'm still a work in progress. Most of us are aware of the want, buy, want more cycle. As soon as we commit to liking or wanting a particular type of good, we can become insatiable. That can apply to homes, cars, vacations, clothes, sport and entertainment products, restaurants, almost anything that we feel helps us create our identity, the best reflection of us. For me, it seemed to be all of the above before I woke up and left the mainstream. Unfortunately, the same can be said about the accumulation of enough savings, aka financial security. We can start with a target. Let's say the target is the rule of 4%, which has us saving 25 times our yearly expenses. For many, a cool million or much less would do it. We eagerly start out with that goal, which is definitely a big step in a very positive direction. We work at it and we save, save, save. And then, lo and behold, we achieve it. That's fantastic, but then what? Achieving a big goal can be the scariest of situations. We get nervous because though we always thought things would be different, we're still who we are. We haven't fundamentally changed. We don't feel ready. The result for many of us is that we start to rationalize that we just need a little more preparation, a little more money. We just need another few hundred thousand or more because the market is a little uncertain right now. What if we want a different lifestyle in 10 years? Our home's value might plummet we might want to move to a more expensive part of the country, or we might need to fill in the blank. Fear and uncertainty are a However, if our personal situation is similar to the ones I just laid out, there is a solution. Think down, not up. We always think upward toward the next goal or possession in a way that's in line with what we've been doing. We look into the future and ignore the present's potential. That's what we're taught for years, and it's hard to unlearn. But once we've achieved the latest target, we need to stop and think about what we would have thought about the achievement when we set the target in the first place. What did it mean to us? What did we promise ourselves we'd do? Are we being true to our fundamental selves? We have to retrain ourselves to stop looking at the sky and to look around for a bit and take in the sights right where we are. We need to try out our new level of financial security for a while. We need to get comfortable with it before we decide that more is better because it seems that more is better is the easiest argument to win in today's world. It's the default and it can rob us of our best judgment. It's easier to just keep going than to stop and think. The default position of more is extremely expensive for a number of reasons. 
It costs us time, possibly years of our life, which is what we didn't want to pay more of when we set our financial goals. It costs us freedom. We've created the opportunity to have more freedom, but we refuse to take advantage of it. It can, gasp, make us want to use some of our hard-earned savings to jump back into the rat race by upping our living standards and status. Make us less happy because we get the nagging feeling that we may never feel we have arrived. We'll just stay stuck living the same day over and over again. Ultimately, we relinquish the opportunity to choose what's next and stay with the status quo that made us want to become financially independent in the first place. So how can we retrain ourselves to look down, or at least at eye level? First, we need to appreciate our present situation. We really need to take stock of where we are and what possibilities our current reality affords us. And I mean really look at it from the outside in. We've sacrificed to get where we are and others would kill to be in our position. This is big. Once we're owning this reality, we need to reframe our situation to some point beyond the status quo. If we're not ready to pull the plug on the job, then we need to take small steps just like we did when we started our savings journey. We need to start living the new lifestyle we've been saying we deeply desire, but in bite-sized pieces. Some examples of small steps toward the full FI lifestyle are taking longer vacations, reducing work hours, maybe by 20% or even 50% like some bloggers have chosen to do, going down to one earned family income, going back to school part-time, giving your time to a cause you've always wanted to support, moving to part-time work or a shared work situation, living on nothing but passive income for a predetermined period just to try it out, requesting telework, scratching something off your bucket list, learning some self-sufficiency skills like home repair, gardening, sewing, or cooking, right-sizing your living situation, staying at home with the kids for a while, requesting a leave of absence or sabbatical, or taking a severance package if it becomes available. Making some sort of change offers many benefits. One of them is that it changes our perspective. We let more variables into our lives and it makes change feel easier because it expands our comfort zone. It leads us to want to try more and do more. Once that comfort zone is expanded, it almost never contracts. This new way of viewing our capabilities can lead us toward even bigger steps like quitting the J-O-B, experimenting with extended travel, going back to school, volunteering, days, not hours taking on a big project like remodeling a bathroom, writing a book or undertaking a similar all-consuming project that would be difficult to tackle mindfully in our previous life, and trying out a new profession without worrying about the paycheck. Changing the status quo is the most powerful thing we can do to start living in the present as opposed to thinking that our future selves will be more ready, whatever ready means. Mr. F2P and I are working our way from some small steps to bigger ones. Though I've moved on from a full-time corporate job to part-time coaching, he's still full-time. We're ready to start dabbling with more flexibility in his work schedule to travel more or tackle other items on his wish list. We're moving in the right direction, and as long as we stay focused, I think we'll manage to get our head fully in the FI game. Are you struggling with when or how to take the leap into a new or different lifestyle? You just listened to the post titled, Don't Think Up, Think Down by Hélène Massicotte of freetopursue.com. And before we go, if you haven't done so already, please do check out our other podcasts, especially if you liked today's post. Minimalism-related content is frequently narrated on Optimal Living Daily, so you can check that out. But to find all of our shows, 
Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this and be sure to click subscribe. And that's a wrap for another Monday's show. Have a great rest of your day and hope your week is off to a good start. And I'll be back with you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.